Welcome back to the Boardroom Banter Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the journeys, ideas, and reflections of the incredible people who are building a better tomorrow. This is a conversation by builders and for builders. Whether you're building a career, your skills, a startup, or even a life that you can be massively proud of, we give you an exclusive behind-the-scenes look into the thoughts and stories of our amazing peers and mentors who are doing just that. So sit back, take a deep breath, and get ready to step into the boardroom. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are, whoever you are, all that matters is you are currently listening to the Boardroom Banter podcast. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to a much-expected, much-anticipated Founders Friday episode. I know it's been a while, guys, but I am joined in the studio with my two other fantastic boardroom members. They're going to introduce themselves, but um, quick one, we've got Boniface Omina. He's smiling. He looks great. We've got Yuri Corret. <laughs> Mr. DJ, Mr. Move Your Body. We've got Yuri in the building as well. How's everyone doing? Welcome to the podcast. It's good to see your faces. And yeah, it's this, this is like our post-summer recap episode. You know, we really neglected our fans and have not given them Founders Friday episodes. It's just been guests, guests, guests. I think we've really been in our networking bag. What do you guys think? How's, how's everyone doing? Nah, most definitely, most definitely. I have actually missed you guys on Founders Friday. You know, we, we wear different hats on, <laughs> on our Tuesday episodes. <laughs> there's less banter there's less banter in the boardroom but uh most definitely have missed you guys i was actually we were actually just talking before before we kicked off the recording that we haven't been we haven't had the three of us here on founders friday since april and hey, yeah that that's been, that's been the crazy bit but yeah sean i'm i'm doing quite well back in mauritius and Hey, the adjustment has been serious, but I'm going to save that for the meat of the conversation. <laughs> Back to you, Sean. I see you've also got Yuri Correct in the building. Mr. Yuri, tell us, how's everything going? Are you well? Um, I, I, think, I think actually to move forward, we're, we're going we're gonna to introduce something new. And I think our audience can, can pick up on this. This is something that I learned this summer, right? It's called the pen check, right? So... When we, when we check in on each other, so we, we check, we check on three things, right? So the first one is P for physical. So like physically, how are you feeling, right? Like, what, what's up? How are you feeling physically? E is emotional. So emotionally, you know, what's going on? Are you in, is, is your mind moving at, you know, a thousand kilometers per, per hour? You know, how, how's everything internally, emotionally? And the third one is needs. What are your needs right now? What What do you want? You know what what's 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 on your mind? You know what what are you trying to do? Where where are you at? So I'm gonna run us through a pen check, right? So physical, how are you doing physically, emotionally, and what are some of your needs? So Yuri can kick us off with that. Yeah, sure thing, Sean. Uh, I am doing amazing. So let's do this pen check. So physical, 
Um, I think I started this week on a very high note. Um, I, I generally just feel really energized, like my body is moving. Um, we've been having like in-person classes here in Mauritius, like I've been showing up and I've been showing up with a smile. So <laughs> I, I am doing pretty well emotionally. I think when we first came back to the island, I made this joke um, with Omina that currently in my mind I have just so many tabs open and I generally just feel too overwhelmed because you know I was pretty much trying to plan out like the whole semester and and see like you know what are some of the things that I need to start getting done so you know my mind was all over the place but um, currently at this point in time I generally feel you know um I feel good. I feel happy. I feel, you know, much more comfortable um, um, with 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 everything that is currently happening in my life. Um, needs. I think I need the confidence to put out my first DJ mix. <laughs> I've been recording like a couple of songs and like a couple of mixes. I listen to them and I'm like, geez, actually, this is really good. But I'm just I'm just lacking that inner courage to put it out. So I need that. That is my need. Like you guys need to give me a tap on my back and just tell me, hey man, release the mix. <laughs> release the mix. Everyone, if you listen to this episode and you've gotten this far, you know, we know some of you who come on and you hear the intro and you're like, yeah, I've listened to the episode. Nah, nah, nah. If you've gotten this far, here's how we'll know you've gotten this far. Hashtag, on our social hashtag. media. Drop in the comments. Hashtag drop that mix. <laughs> Hashtag Yuri drop that mix. <laughs> we want to see all of you guys show some love for DJ Yuri Corette. I mean, Yuri, you, you have to do them. You have to do them a, a service here. You know, we jam to your mixes all the time. Um, I, I think one of the one of the coolest things that that happened there was this one day. I remember it was a weekend, really chilled Saturday, and you know, Yuri and I are, are in the same residence. And so, man, he was playing a lovely, lovely, like, chill morning wake up, you know, kind of energized Afro house, you know. Um, it was like Afro chill house. Oh, man, I was vibing. I even texted him. I was like, Yuri, you're doing the thing. Turn it up. So definitely, you know, some of us have had the privilege of listening to your mixes. You have to drop that mix. Everyone, hashtag Yuri, drop that mix. Bunny, what about you? Pen check. How's everything going? All right, I'll take another crack at this. Um, physically, physically, I'm well. I'm feeling. I'm feeling very healthy. The summer wasn't too, wasn't too bad. Nairobi, Nairobi was a bit too cold. Mauritius, Mauritius isn't as cold as Nairobi. But Nairobi folk will, will relate to how, how the weather is is over there. So Mauritius weather has been good. So I'm feeling. I feel quite healthy. I've been trying to get back to jogging, but we'll we'll save that conversation for another day. I know Sean Sean is now the the biggest promoter of of exercise. And <laughs> for those who follow Sean on social media, um, you'll see you'll see how he's back in the gym. But um, emotionally, I'm better I'm better than I was a week ago, right? I think I think I was in the same boat as you, just diving back into in person classes and. The social the social scene on campus has changed. Ah yeah 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 yeah. That is a conversation for another day. Because I Sean, Sean is still in Kenya. He hasn't been back to campus. He doesn't know how 
how people are moving over here now. Hey, 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 you're in for a shock. <laughs> Hashtag, I'm I, not yeah, boarding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Sean, you tell us about your plans. But my needs, my needs right now. So guess what? I, I dived back into the reading culture. So I'm trying to bring back my reading culture that I had lost when I was a kid. Right? So for those who've, who've, been, who've been around for the podcast for a minute, I, I speak a lot about how my... My reading as a kid really built up my my speaking right now, and I'm just trying to to dive back into that. And I'm doing it with the exact same author that I read as a kid, and that's Rick Riordan. He writes on different different mythology, Greek mythology, Roman, Egyptian. So if you're out there, my biggest need right now is to plug back into Rick Riordan, the Rick Riordan fandom. So if there are any supporters in in the audience, you guys wanna throw some recommendations my way um yeah we're we're here and we need a venue for our next event campus people know just how much they've been pressuring us <laughs> jayud is laughing over here because he knows yeah sean sean how are you doing right so physically physically I'm, I'm i'm feeling great um i i think i've been i've been really prioritizing my my health fitness you know this actually for most of this year so i i think what's changed recently is probably my diet so i've i've recently been very very particular about you know what am i eating am am i eating enough and am i eating the right things so yeah i've been really trying out all these you know these weird uh super minerals super foods so for example like i mean i've been eating a lot of sea moss for example, you guys like moss, like the yeah, moss CMOS. that grows on trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually like farmed out of. It's kind of like this type of seaweed, and it it it's turned into this type of jelly. And so you know, your body has, I believe, these ninety seven minerals that your body needs to function at its best, and CMOS has ninety three of them. Right. So, you know, if you think of you're giving yourself what your body really needs every day. So I take like two tablespoons of that here, there. Um, and, you know, it's been really helping because if now we move to the, so that plus gym, you know, been, been, been gymming, um, consistently. Now, if, if, if now we go to the, the E part, so emotional, I think it's been really helping out with that. Right. Cause just like you guys, I mean, I'm, I've got lots of tabs open. I'm also in my final year of uni, which which is just it's 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 ridiculous, you know. Um it's it's almost not worth it how crazy it it's like what's the what's what's the marginal increase in in benefit to me by you know doing some of these things. It the the logician in me uh, and it's the entrepreneur mathing. in me is like the cost benefit mathing. analysis. <laughs> the math does not math. <laughs> So there's been a lot of just trying to reconcile with that and, you know, also just doing my part and just saying, you know what, I came here to get this paper. Let me just get this paper, you know. Um, and so that's that's the that's the mindset I'm in right now. And, um, you know, there's there's also stuff like I'm trying to move out, you know, I'm trying to like get things. Move out to Nairobi. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of house hunting also. Um yeah, you know, like yeah. So now it's like okay, if I'm 
if I'm if I'm house hunting, it's like okay, I I might want to stay here or there, but it's like okay, now you have to also figure out the money part of things, you know. So there are all those tabs open, and you know sometimes it's scary. Um, but I think you know surrounding myself with friends like you guys, um, have a couple of other buddies that have around me who, you know, we're kind of in the same stage, and some of them are like a step or two ahead, and so I'm really sitting down and just taking in all I can from these guys. Um, my needs, huh, I, I think, yeah, I, I really just need like a home office, you know? Like, like I need somewhere where I can set up and just create a cave where I can just like work. So I'm, I'm kind of halfway kind of figuring that out right now with the setup I have. But um, that's probably like my big need just to like, you know, if someone can come and throw some money in my face, like, set up a home office, new new laptop, stand, uh, lights, and uh, that would be super cool. Also for the podcast. Um, yeah, those are my those are those are my needs right now. But I think a lot of where we are right now, um, I can tell, stems off of, you know, our summer experiences. And some people here are wondering, hey you guys, you've you've thrown us away, really. Hey, we're just hearing guests, 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 but you know, I think they wanted a bit more of the main characters. You know, we, we need to embody more main character syndrome, guys. And so, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone is really wondering what have, what have the founders been up to? Uh, rumor has it some of, some of them were in Google, huh? Some of them, uh, some of them went back to their ancestral homelands. Hey, like Somewhere we've, we've had Africa. a mix of things happening. <laughs> Somewhere in South Africa, you know, like y'all are all over the place. Um, so break it down. You, you, you could kick us off. You know what? What was your summer like? And maybe give people context, like what led up to what you were up to, and yeah, some of some of your highlights. So for me, it was a bit different, like from every other student that our um, um, that is currently in my year. So I think we finalized our semester um, in May. So people traveled back to their home countries um, in May. And I had to stay back in Mauritius for an extra month because I had been doing, um, you know, a certain courses for DJing. So I'd been doing it now for three months and I just remained for with one more month so I can finalize the whole uh, course. So there's no way I was going to travel back home and, uh, you know, just just chill and then come back in September, then finish one more month. So I really wanted to, like, get that done. So I I decided to, you know, move out, um, find a place somewhere in Mauritius, in Grand Bay. I, I felt, you know, the wrath of, you know, being totally self-independent. <laughs> ah, uh, yeah, it is... <laughs> Yeah, yeah some, like a lot of a lot of us young guys when we move out, like the expectation is that I'll just be uh, paying for rent. Um, I'll be paying for Wi-Fi. I'll be paying for like electricity. You know, very much. You know, checkbook checkbook uh, leaks, uh, list of different kinds of things that you can pay pay for. But once you get into the house, you have to buy a broom, you have to buy this, you have to buy that. And you're like, oh, my God, all this miscellaneous costs that I'm currently incurring are actually quite expensive. So 
that was my experience. I got to finish my 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 DJing course, which was amazing. Um, shout out to DJ David, who's really invested the time to you know teach me the basics of of DJing to the very top. So we started with vinyl. Um, I I started DJing on vinyl. And I got to the point where I was playing, playing with the latest, uh, CDJs, which is the CDJ 3000, um, that is currently on, on the market. So that, that was brilliant. And then I went to Kenya for about a month, um, mostly just to see my family, to connect, um, with the entertainment scene back in Kenya and really see like what's out there. Um, as a DJ, it's also, you know, an amazing uh, opportunity just to network within the ecosystem and try and find community, um, which was amazing because it made me really reflect on what kind of DJ do, do I want to be like in the long term? Like, what are some of my goals? Um, you know, what is my sound, which is, which is, you know, something that every single artist has to figure out, right? Um, you can play every single genre, but there there might be just one or two genres that really light you up. So it was a whole experience of just doing a deep dive and seeing, you know, what are certain trends in my music? Like, what do I really vibe with? Which was which was quite amazing. So what have you? Decided I actually on? decided on I'm a piano. So. I, I want to brand myself as an Ama Piano DJ. Um, I genuinely feel enlightened when I when I play Ama Piano. It really fires me up. So it's something I really want to do and keep going. And then I think towards the end of July and August, had the opportunity to travel to the U.S. I went to California with Boniface and we spent four weeks at Stanford University. Um, you know, doing amazing things. That was probably the highlight of my summer. Um, yeah, I, yeah, we need to get into the episode so we can properly flesh it out with Boniface, but that was just a highlight. I, I was in Mauritius, then Kenya, then, then California. Perfect. Boniface, how was, how was your summer experience? Hey, let me tell you guys. <laughs> Nairobi. Nairobi. Nairobi, if you're listening to me right now. Nairobi. Ruby. If Nairobi is listening, <laughs> I miss you. Nairobi, <laughs> nah, nah, guys. The highlight of my summer was Nairobi and everything that it brought. And yes, yes, we were in Silicon Valley for four weeks, but I think that was vacation for me. That wasn't the work we're doing wasn't really work. <laughs> I was I was in the West Coast for for a good time on top of everything that we were doing. But I think, you know what, it, it, it's because the work that we do is just fun, right? Whether whether we're sitting in a class handling entrepreneurship, right? We're, I sit in class and relate the entrepreneurship that we're learning and the people that are interacting with back to the work that I do. And with the podcast and with the events and entertainment, it's all fun, right? Now, I start off my summer in Nairobi and... This was this was May June. There's some challenges that came up that I did not anticipate. I'm gonna talk about that a bit later. But I was in Nairobi May June, and then Yuri came back in in June around June eighth, I think. June eighth, yeah, something like June eighth. So he came back in June, and then now it was it was now plugging back into now him plugging into sort of what I had gotten going on with the different 
communities that I had plugged into. And then I was heading over to, to Silicon Valley in July. But I think if I could get into a bit about just how May and June was, and this is why I began by saying Nairobi, it's because the entertainment scene in Nairobi is fantastically contagious for some people, right? And so when we got there, like one of the first events that I went to was a Daliwanga concert. So Daliwanga is a South African, I'm a piano, I'm a piano um, artist and vocalist. And hey, it set the bar high. And I was like, is anything else going to beat this? But now just plugging Getting to see the creative scene in Kenya was just incredible. The next event that I went to was a pop-up event. So I had very specific goals going back to Kenya, right? I wanted to understand how the Kenyan entertainment scene worked from a grassroots perspective. What are the upcoming artists doing? What are the upcoming event designers and, and party organizers doing? What are the upcoming people in fashion, right? performing arts, fine arts, right? How are they trying to get their products and their services in front of customers? How are they attracting a market? Because the thing was with Mauritius, Mauritius is a, is a fantastic island, but the specific niche demographic and style of events that we're doing, entertainment that we're doing, there's no competitive landscape in it. Yeah, and so the moment I got there, my my cousin, he runs a fashion brand. Shout out to um, Howie. Howie has been the absolute best, 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 best. And he he runs a fashion a fashion brand called At Odds. They the mainstream product is is mostly jackets, but some new collections have really started dropping, and you guys should definitely <coughs> definitely check it out. And so we went for a pop up event. I have never so a pop up event is so they they rented out. They rented out this venue called Kitasurumana, and it was being run by Studio 18. It was, it was called Kairub Nairobi, an anniversary type of event. And they invited different fashion brands to come and pop up, like pop-up stores, now uh, put up their products and everything. And then they had a sponsorship by Jägermeister, the, the liquor brand, and the whole a whole entertainment package right the music the djing and everything i have n i did not know that there are that many fashion brands in kenya and these are brands that are being pushed by young creatives in the industry and observing one the type of brands the prices they were selling these products at and the market that they were attracting these type of events have their niche brand, their niche audience. And that was one of the craziest things for me to observe at the time. After that, getting plugging into some other party organizers called Sip and Vibe, absolute, absolutely amazing people, right? And Radio 254, the only Kenyan radio that plays complete Kenyan music, 100%, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we got to work with them on their... Madaraka Day event. This was first June. It's first June, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hope I got that one correct. But yeah, so uh, I got to work with them for the Madaraka Day event. And then just to top everything off, I was able to work with Soul Generation for a couple of their events. And I'll speak a bit about hey, that was a that roller coaster. But um, but yeah, I think over the course of May and June, and then also coming back in in 
in August for the last week, I really got to see a blueprint at 270 degree, not 360. There's some aspects that I didn't see, but I got a really good glimpse into the entertainment landscape in Kenya. And I feel Kenya is such a really, it's such a good blueprint for a lot of the work that you and I are doing, a lot of the work that anyone would like is doing or would like to do in entertainment because of the cultural diversity that that country offers and the level of creativity that the like all of these different platforms create for for young for young people in the industry and it has genuinely really shaped my perspective not just with the work that I'm doing but also what I'd like to translate into a lot of the academic work that I'm doing. I know Sean referenced that he's in his final year sitting for his, uh, the writing is his, his dissertation. And these are things that I am genuinely... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Correction right there. But yeah, just looking at, okay, how can I contribute to this thing? Not just from someone plugging into the industry as a creator, but then... Are there ways in which we can influence policy in the creative industry? Are there ways in which we can enable some of these platforms, create some of these platforms? How can we connect people and be connectors, not just locally in Kenya, not just in the country, but at a global level? Yeah, that's a quick run through of, of the summer. No, that's fantastic. I, I, I really actually got to see firsthand um, Boniface and, and, and Yuri, when he came back also, just really plugging into these different um, entertainment spaces. I know um, Move Cafe was also one that you guys had um, participated in a couple of, of their events. Also great guys who are doing really great stuff around, um, around just creating a space where guys who have talent, who have a sound, can go there and display it for people, right? In Nairobi, we love to sit, have our our food, our drinks, whatever, um, and just be entertained, you know. And so, uh, I know spaces like Move Cafe and these other um, radio stations and also events that were put together were just so perfect. I mean, summer one hundred one, right? And thank God, a lot of you know Kenya has been super chilled about, um, you know. D- mask mandates etc that was another (laughs) you know like luckily at least we've we've gotten a bit of a break this summer and we've been able to enjoy it uh, for the most part as for my summer i I, how did it start i mean i came back also um similar to boniface we came back around around may and a lot of my time was actually spent at home, you know, um, I feel like I was at home a, 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 a lot. The homebody that you yeah. are. <laughs> am I though? Am I really? You know, if I actually take account for what my days would look like, it would just be very spontaneous. But um, I know, I know for one, I I did a lot of hopping around and 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 being in spaces where I was I was meeting new people. So first of all, sh- shout out to Arinze. I think I spent. A lot I was just time about to say, yeah, yeah. Um, founder of Kenga Kenga Media. You guys have to check out, you know, their publication. So they they are a Gen Z focused company, and they've got a magazine 
it's digital, but also they have really beautiful, you know, print, actual magazine magazines. Like these guys are magazining. You know, when you think of a magazine and like you flip through the pages, you know, they they contribute. Um, I mean, they they collaborate with different artists from all over Africa. So it's Afro Gen Z, Afro Gen Z talent, Afro Gen Z art, Afro Gen Z ideas, just Afro Gen Z voices. And you know, um, funny enough, you know, when I first went to ALU and I met Arinze, he was one of the people who I'd I'd, I'd spend a lot of time here and there with. And you know, it, a lot of it was just around. You know, we we loved books, so I'd, I was always stealing his books. But um, one of the things that he had told me was he doesn't get this entrepreneurship thing and he's not going to do it. And so I always remind him about that because right now, you know, he's founding Kenga. Look at him now. He's, yeah, look at him now. I mean, no, but does he call himself an entrepreneur? Does he, does he see himself you as know, an entrepreneur? Funny, he's not. He's, that word hasn't come out of his mouth. Um, but he is one. And he's founded this. I mean, this thing has grown super fast. Uh, and I mean, shout out to anyone who's building anything. Uh, I, I think this summer, spending a bit of time around Arinze, because he moved to Nairobi um, with his roommate, Jeremiah. Jeremiah is also around. He's also an alum of ALA, ALU, I mean, and he's working in, in, in fintech. And so, you know, these are like remote working guys, you know, had their apartment. And so like, we were always going there. Also a bunch of other ALU alumni, and it was just a really fun, small community. And so I think I really spent a lot of time with those guys, you know, in the beginning of, of summer, um, you know, going on different adventures, this, that, um, you know, that was really fun. But also, you know, that was when I was, I've been writing my dissertation, you know, doing my research project. So I've been writing on circular economy business models hey, Abu, with a specific focus. Hey, Abu ran us through your dissertation <laughs> topic. Have you memorized so, it? So, <laughs> we won't even get into that, but the, the long story short, um, TLDR, too long, didn't read, uh, is, so I'm writing on Airbnb and, and Uber slash Bolt and these platforms that, you know, the marketer does, you know, these things where uh, you basically have an asset you would have been underutilizing anyway. So like a house or a car. And so the whole point of, you know, a lot of this circular economy and these like reduce, reuse, recycle, sharing, you know, save the planet types of business models, they've got lots of holes and cracks in them. And so what my dissertation is doing is looking into of, of the different stakeholder groups present in the operation of an Airbnb who's getting the short end of the stick, right? So you've got operators who are, let's say, the guy who does the daily driving of the of the car, if it's on Uber or something, or the tenant who is, you know, doing the, someone comes in, gets the keys, makes sure the house is okay. Huh? Might not, so these guys might not necessarily be the owners, but, you know, they're doing it as a source of income. Um and then you have the owners, so who actually owns the asset, right? Um, you've got the person who owns the apartment or the person who owns the car and is looking to 
make this an asset, a cash generation asset. Then you've got the the big bosses in the ivory towers out in Silicon Valley, where you guys have come from. Um, the guys who actually run these apps and own these apps, like so the Uber, etc. Those are also stakeholders. So I'm I'm really doing research into who's getting the short end of the stick, and I think we all know who is. You know, it's a lot of these operators really. Um, I mean, if you've taken a Bolt or an Uber or whatever, Airbnb, not so much. Airbnb operators are doing okay. But especially these ride-hailing apps, man, operators are just getting the short end. You know, um, when you are enjoying your 100 bob off, 100 shillings off your ride, man, the guy there is just cussing you um, and, <laughs> you know, in all his languages because it's just like, fam. I'm not getting the money that I, I need to be getting off this trip. So, I mean, it's 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 turned slightly depressing now that I'm in the research and like data collection phase. Um, also slightly depressing because it's just a lot of work and I'm just like, okay, wait, so I'll submit this like 10,000 word essay and, and then what do I get like a pat on the back? You know, also it's a bit optional, like I don't have to do it. So I'm also in a state where I'm like, mm, I could actually like leave this Is it a with my bachelor's. <laughs> yeah, it's really nuts. Guys, don't be surprised if if by next week um, I've changed my mind. But um, yeah, so that that took up most of my first bit of summer. Oh, I I did an internship also in consulting, so that that was pretty cool. Um, it was remote. They're called Baobab Consulting. That was really cool, and I was so I was I was working with Baobab Consulting, and they do a lot of work with you know. NGOs, um, different foundations, etc., and they're Africa focused. So anyone who's trying to create impact on Africa, they basically help set you up for that from a research advisory standpoint, um, PR, events planning. So yeah, I really got like a front seat into some really, really cool um, events, etc., but also working in partnerships, which is the department I was working in. I mean, I feel like all, all the podcasting skills of how do we connect dots of we've got this person who's into this and this business, like how do we bring them together? And actually shout out to um, to Justin Spratt's episode, right? Um, and that was, I believe, what what episode was that? But anyway, go go go, guys, go look for Justin Spratt's um, episode. And that that one is one that we we actually filmed in May, I believe it was around mid May, one of the first ones that we did when we came back. And Justin Spratt is the head of global strategic partnerships at Uber, and his his conversation was about connecting the dots that drive value. And I'm telling you guys, I listened to that podcast episode so many times because it was so defining for the work that I was doing. And that's just a testament to like how cool this podcast can be. Like it really helps us in our day-to-day lives. So that's what I was doing for most part. And then now I I had another work engagement, which required me to go to South Africa for um, just about a month or so. Shout out, man. I mean, so I did my A-levels at African Leadership Academy. Um, I graduated in 2017 and I haven't been back to SA since. This was like a big thing for me. I needed to go back. I needed to go back. And not not with my own money, hey? We, you know, like these trips where you get to go somewhere you love and it's all catered for, everything like sorted. I mean, it was fantastic. So um, I spent the last half of summer, you know, out in Joburg, which was immensely 
fun. So I was I was um I was part of the team that was running African Leadership Academies um Global Scholars Program. So that's an entrepreneurship boot camp that takes place over summer. And so I was one of the guys who were, you know, helping put together, you know, how the content will be delivered and then actually also delivering it to to the scholars that ended up coming. I like to do at least one teaching engagement per year, you know. Um, and so this was a nice box that was checked because I love to teach. And so, yeah, just having like these kids from all over the world, literally. And um, I was I was running it with other alumni. So some of some people I had, I had known, some I didn't know. It was beautiful. And I mean, you know, I also went there for holiday, just like <laughs> you guys. I mean, I was working, but hey. I, I probably had the best time um, out in Joburg. I got to connect with some of my old friends. They took me around. Oh, man, like I had such an incredible time. I didn't actually want to come back. Were there like, any concerts I, around? I, I, Did you go for any concerts? Concerts? No. Any essay no, artists? I didn't go for concerts. Yeah. I didn't. But what would happen a lot is I'd go out to the club and on the decks is like, DJ Maforisa or someone. I know, and it's that's like, right. Come on. It's like, bro, is that you? You know, like they're at home, so they don't have to announce it. So it's like, oh, it's a concert. They're at the clubs. So, I mean, it was beautiful. Um, we bumped into Black Coffee also, you know, in a club in Santon at some point. We didn't know it was him. Yeah, look at that. Really yeah. Look at that. Really smiling. <laughs> <right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yuri is just like, you wasted your opportunity. <laughs> you should have dropped on like, my business card. Yuri, you have to say something. <laughs> He's shaking his head. He's like, nah, dude. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't know it was him until like we were about to leave. And he was really just chilling as we were there dancing. And so my friend is like, you know, that's black coffee, right? I was like, ain't no way. What? What? By the time now I got the courage to start going towards him, the guy had left. Um, but I mean, it was, it was such a wholesome time. I enjoyed myself. The program went according to plan, exceeded expectations. And during our time, one of the perks was that some of the adventures that we'd take the students on, we'd, you know, of course go on. So we went on game drives, you know, saw a bunch of animals. We did like, um, all sorts of, you know, indoor uh, trampoline things. Uh, we we did a bit of community surveys here and there. Uh, it, it, w- it was actually a really fantastic time. And so, yeah, I left there feeling like really rejuvenated. And, um, you know, some of the conversations I had with with some of my friends was just so encouraging. And, you know, also looking at where some of my my friends are in terms of career, etc. I got so much guidance and insight from that experience. I came back so inspired, like, bruh, I came back punching, kicking, you know, ready to get things done. So that's that's the state of mind I'm in right now. You know, I'm like, I must, the world is my oyster. This is the time that I define how this year is going to end. So yeah, that that was my summer. I'm of the opinion that summer doesn't end till November. <laughs> but uh, Sean, yeah, Sean, we'll see. <laughs> Sean, I like your energy. Yes, I like, I like what I'm hearing right now. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. summer. You know, technically, <laughs> African summer is starting now. There we go. Even, We're not wrong. Even in Mauritius, it's, summer it's starts summer. in November. <laughs> it does. 
you know <laughs> so i i think so we, we can just say that, the whole year is summer we can just say the whole year, point, is summer. whole year is summer for us <laughs> there we go there we go um I, i'm curious to know though like our our experiences were super different um and and i know we all had a great 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 time but i'm curious not everything goes to plan sometimes um you know summers are summers like things happen in between etc and you know as much as we are super stoic and you know we are we are go getters and you know we take life as it comes and super positive you know sometimes things don't work out like 100% you know i'm i'm curious to hear you know how didn't your summers summer how are they more like winters in 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 sometimes and you know were, were you guys able to get through that push past what what, what was that like Whew, hey low lights low lights uh, i think i think i shared this with with a couple of people and i don't get too deep though we can't get we can't get too deep and we just got back so i'm gonna <laughs> so i'm gonna do this here i think i think one of the challenges was working with new teams i think that's that's one of the things a bunch of us can relate to just the fact that for most of the year we were I think we were used to working with each other in terms of like in work capacity and I had to work with a new team in the pop-up because I was helping my cousin with with his products and his setup at the pop-up event and then with the Radio 254 event it was a completely new team and then with Soul Generation it was a new team as well and it it wasn't a challenge too difficult to overcome i think there were instances when you guys know this 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 thing this monster over here called imposter syndrome yeah that one <laughs> hated <laughs> yeah i think i think it was a little bit of that but one thing that i will give credit to is the fact that each of these teams and each of the people in these teams really gave me the autonomy and space to bring my best self to the game and i'm going to just genuinely appreciate every single person who i worked with and i was back home in kenya for understanding the value that i bring and allowing me to giving me the space to bring it you know so yeah i think that's that would be one of the unexpected aspects of of the journey and just observing myself be able to adapt has really boosted my confidence because it, in the world that we live in and the work that the three of us do a large aspect of that is and will involve being able to work with different teams right it's it's one of those 21st century skills that's that's thrown around a lot and challenged all of all of our listeners like how how good are you at working with people from different teams right are you are you an agreeable person are you someone who can step up when you need to step up are you able to step down when you need to step down I think these are these are just different learnings that came up within the context of of working with the teams over the course of the summer and I just once again appreciate every single person back home in Kenya and I'll be back Yuri what are some of your your low light challenges unexpected um experiences and scenarios hey quanta yours Yuri hey and okay I don't know why you're laughing but um <laughs> um I I actually want to start this off with like a a pinned tweet that I've been having on my Twitter of like since 2020 and it has 
pretty much been my mantra and it speaks volumes into even the work that we do with the podcast and it says always surround yourself with people who are even more talented and competent than you it takes tremendous self-trust to do this a confidence born of high integrity positive intent and an attitude of continuous improvement but the results are incomparable so I think just speaking into this experience when I went back to Kenya um one of my main goals was to try as much as possible to network across the board um be it as a podcast manager seeking different kinds of guests and also as an upcoming DJ um also the same in in California right and there are certain people that I would meet that would outrightly write me off like who are you what can you offer you know why you know why should i give you my time right and in certain situations and scenarios i really felt unsafe as a person and i was like you know i'm trying as much as possible to offer value but you're looking down you're really looking down on me like you 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 kind of and not giving me you know certain respect to you know the work that I'm trying to put out or the value that I'm trying to put out and I struggle for a minute right but I think one of the reminders that I had was that in the midst of also the many no's and the very uncomfortable conversations and scenarios that I was in trying as much as possible to put myself out both as an upcoming DJ and also as a podcast manager I was able to also find amazing people who were genuinely excited to to you know to to connect with me and also you know co-create together right um I I would give a shout out to you know two of my mentors Teddy Warrior and Jessica Colasco I had a blast just getting to you know network within their network and you know do different kinds of things even DJ in Oakland it just came as a result of me reaching out and someone saying I have faith with you I'll give you like 30 30 minutes to just do something and you know I think as young people sometimes someone will tell us no and we kind of give up and we we choose to not crawl back into our shells and we're like ah let me wait for another 5 years probably after after 5 years i i would have got a certain track record or someone will have some faith in me uh, because i have a degree or have a masters right but i think it's important that we keep surrounding ourselves with people who genuinely appreciate us and celebrate the the work that we've done so far right and also want to be in the part of the process of upskilling and also guiding you to you know get you you know further goals that you're currently dreaming of so yeah shout out to all the people who were genuine and were very happy to open doors and create opportunities not just for me as an individual but also for the podcast that we're currently running and also the events company that Boniface and I are managing in in Mauritius yeah that's that's from me now that's that's quite something you know i had you there on um you know when when sometimes someone makes you feel like hey, you know you've shot your shot you've put yourself out there and it just hits a brick or you know that that tends to happen so much and you know especially in our line of work as as podcasters 
these people who we run into, bump into here, there, and, you know, uh, I know we all have the habit of sending a quick DM like, hey, you know, would you be interested in, you know, featuring on our podcast, etc.? There's like five people on Twitter who have aired me, you know, people who I, I genuinely looked up to and was like, hmm, I think we've reached a stage of growth where I can reach out. And it's just met with a brick wall, you know, of silence, etc. Sometimes it makes me think, hey, you know, is it like, do we have to change our branding, our this, our... And it's like, no, no, no. Let's go back to what we've done so far and and who we've become in the process and just get re- reaffirmation that very important. Actually, we've gotten super exciting people on our team um, in the sense of they're on our side now. You know, these are people who are rooting for us, etc. So whoever has said no along the way, I'm I'm finding it a lot easier to to take those no's. Um, I think the same thing has been happening to me from a career standpoint where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm during this summer, one of the things I've been trying to figure out is, you know, what career path am I going to take? You know, you'd, you'd think that I'd know per se, those guys who've listened to our episode with Vimal Shah, you'd, you'd know that there was a point there where like, you know, we're talking about purpose and and how like what do you want you know at the end of the day you know Vimal was asking me what what do you who will you be at the end of the day you know in 10 years or whatever and that's been something so I mean you know as much as I've been having great experiences during my summer ish the harsh reality that I have to put a label by who I am and you know I have to have three different you know, CVs, you know, I have like three CVs where it's like, there's different ones depending on what I'm applying to. You know, there's the, there's the, there's the fintech one, there's the consulting one, there's the entrepreneurship-ish one, you know, because it's like, bro, I've been trying a lot of things. And so, you know, there's been, for me, a low light was just, just having to overcome the, what could have been, you know, like, mm, Really, if I stuck to this one thing, eh, I could have been, or I could have, or I should have. That's been a really tough one for me to like get through. What's been helping is just being in a constant state of action. You know, it's like, fine, this internship comes through. Okay, it's in consulting. Let's do that. Let's see where it goes. You know, okay, this opportunity comes, this is that. It's in this, it's in that. You know, I'll do this, I'll do that. This is in education. I'll pick it, you know. Just being in constant motion, I think, has been helping distract me from that. But also, I'm being able to gauge, okay, what's sustainable for me right now? So as as people around us have been asking tough questions about, you know, what's your podcast? And like, what's your objective? What's your, you know, I've been having to question a lot of these things fundamentally. But yeah, I think us just being in a constant state of action has been just keeping me in in balance and in check, knowing that as long as we're in constant action, we're going to be okay, right? As long as I know that Yuri today will make sure I, I don't fall back on my goals and dreams and this thing we're working on, I know I'll be okay. You know, as long as Boniface can tell when I'm not okay and can, you know, guide me accordingly, give me energy when I need it, I'll be okay. You know, so I, I think reframing where we get our satisfaction and sense of, 
contentment from a it's been it's been a thing and i'm still having to develop that but yeah i think this this podcast has just been a great space for us to figure that out and and in a way that as we're figuring it out someone who's listening to this can also be you know getting some tips here and they're like oh okay these guys aren't actually like super perfect you know they're really cool though we like to listen to them though <laughs> they're up to something though but like they're also human and going going through the motions so yeah that's that, that that's been my summer but hey like as long as we keep moving uh boni you're, you're gonna as producer you're gonna have to like put in a clip you know i like to move it you know like something about moving you know i got you i got you <laughs> Yeah, that might be a bad idea though. So I'm not responsible for any anyone dropping off at this point of the episode <laughs> <laughs> when you play that. <laughs> you guys shock me with the level of vulnerability that you bring to the podcast every single time. I mean, now, nah, bro, you started it. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said you don't want to get too deep. Then I said, okay, I'll get deep for you. <laughs> I'm sure our audience members. If we had a live audience, guys would be leaving the. the studio hugging each other and on their way to to some fellowshipping but we are coming to the end of this and this has definitely been an episode that i really missed the the founders for have you guys on the podcast has been has been very enriching and lively we're shooting this at the be- beginning beginning of the week and it's a really good way for us to to relax and unwind you mentioned something Sean about constant action and got me think about the book i just finished reading the other day called who moved my cheese for those who hey bro this guy is reading books like yeah, one a week yeah, i've said I'm, it's I'm, scary I'm, i'm not playing games i'm not playing games i'm coming for everything but yeah i mean it does speak about constantly moving right and searching for the next searching for the new cheese Uh, for for more context kindly refer to the book it's a very short read 71 pages you can finish it in in 2 3 hours but yeah that's sort of what i picked from that one Sean anywho we are redefining how we end our founders friday podcast and on that note i'm going to invite our fellow podcast my fellow podcast hosts to join me in a founders friday a podcast roundup so different from our elevator elevator sessions we just changed the name we just the same thing we just changed the name <laughs> let's go let's go the founders roundup that's what we're calling it and so we're going to go round and each podcast host is going to ask the next a question so we're going to go Sean to Yuri Yuri to myself and myself to Sean so So that's a hey, Yuri has been prepping for this. I don't know what question he has over here for me, but so without further ado, the founders roundup begins with Shankaranja. Perfect. My question for Yuri. Explain to us your your new artist identity. I I know you've you you you've kicked things off with a new Thank you, you've got a new little tagline since why i love Sean. you have to break that down to us <laughs> for sure um so i have decided to go by the name uh black leather instead of dj yuri um 
because I was okay. This is me. I was sitting sometime in one of the nights in Stanford University, really mesmerizing and just looking at okay, this whole path I chose as a DJ, like where am I going, right? And uh, it really went back to how do I want to identify myself. So I've been, you know, noticing like, you know, most of the really famous Ama piano artists have very awkward names, like Uncle Waffles. Like, <laughs> you know, I can't how pronounce any of yeah. them. <laughs> but the beauty behind it is that it sticks. Like, if you attend an Uncle Waffles event, you'll always remember Uncle Waffles performed, right? And I felt that DJ Yuri was probably too simple to put out. And I was trying to find a name that would really stick to an audience. So I went with uh, Black Leather. Because ever since I started this whole DJing career, uh, just by coincidence, I always DJ with my Black Leather jacket. That's my signature um, style. You actually... (laughs) Yes, so I was like... I've always wanted to, you know, find a really cool name. So I'm going to call myself Black Leather. And yeah, one of my dreams is in the future, if, you know, I I blow up and, you know, really go out international, I'd want to start a whole, you know, um, a cloth line. And I think an amazing name for that would be Black Leather. So part of that is, yes, my name really represents a type of identity that I've been building. And I'm trying to influence a certain culture where people will come for my uh, for different kinds of events that Boniface and I put together and, you know, really embrace that. Like, I really want to see all black guys showing up in all black in uh, leather jackets and having merchandise uh, branded black leather. So I I feel like, you know, this is this is a path that I generally want to take um, as, as a DJ. And I, I feel the name would stick to an audience. So. Yeah, that's why I really changed my name. Okay, so if you've gotten to this point of the video, audience, I know we said it was hashtag drop the mix. (laughs) Yuri, drop the mix. Now it's changed. Now it's changed. Now it's changed. It's black leather, drop that mix. So if you've gotten this far, that's how we'll know. We might have a gift for you or we might shout you out. But yeah. Black, we welcome black leather to the to the universe, and looking forward to seeing what you've got up your sleeve, bro. Thank you. Uh, now, black leather, we invite you to ask uh, Boniface Omina a question. <laughs> black leather, we invite you to ask the local noisemaker a question right now. <laughs> okay, now I have oh, pressure man. to have an alias. What? <laughs> now you guys, uh, peer pressure. You would have to do some serious soul reflection to find a name for. I find a name because I have so many nicknames for you, Sean. Oh my god! Anyway, <laughs> not on the podcast. <laughs> no, not on the podcast. This is between me and you. But um, I, when I was preparing, like you know, for this Founders Friday, um, one of the things that really came up was um, a quote by um, uh, Professor Hayek Griever, um, who we met um, in Stanford. He is one of um, the professors at Harvard, Harvard um, at Stanford Business School, and he said that if you want to scale a startup, the first person you need to scale is yourself. So my question for Boniface is, how are you scaling up yourself? Aside from reading too many books that you've told us about, how are you scaling up yourself? 
Hey, you guys, the pressure is getting worse. Worse. Me had a very simple question for Sean. Me had a big attack like this. Yo, let's keep it simple then. Hey. Uh, how am I scaling myself? Oh my goodness. Hmm. Eh. Sawa, <laughs> Yuri. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So this is one of the the steps I'm taking with regards to to my academic work, right? And so usually when I write my to-do list, my assignments or whatever would be at the very bottom, ta-da, very bottom. But now I'm just taking a bit more ownership of my academic journey. That sounds like such a marketing tagline from one of our favorite schools but um yeah <laughs> taking ownership of my academic journey and it's small small behavioral tweaks right mm-hmm. with how i approach my academics so for instance nowadays when i start doing my like joining down my my to-do list i start with my academics first and start working on the to-do list from my academics first right I think it's the Stanford effect. Peep the merch. Um, it's the Stanford effect. And it's the fact that, and I was telling this to you while we were there, we're like, and I wrote about this in one of one of our articles. You know, years back, uh, the the education systems that we're in back back home in Kenya would would count you out of the race if you don't finish high school with an A and you know, out of the race to 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 get to some of these institutions, you know, the Stanfords, the Harvards, and such and such. And so being there and seeing the atmosphere on that campus, speaking to the professors, I don't know if by the time this episode drops, we'll have dropped one of one of our, I don't want to say anything. But like getting to speak to the professors, getting to be taught by these professors, getting to step in the Googles and the Amazons and all these amazing companies has really built my appreciation for academics and education as a whole. And I'm really curiously pursuing my ability to contribute to the to academia, right? And so that is one of the, the ways I've been scaling myself, right? Just working towards this and building up. Thank you so much for that question, man. You see, you see. It's a beautiful question. Yeah, maybe if I spend my summer in Stanford, like... Uh, I'd be. I wouldn't be allegedly doing my research project. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, eh, me, I won't even give you a tough question. I'll save the tough question for the next one. I need to go and explore question asking over the next week. By the time we meet for the next one, just Friday. But my question to you, Sean, is: If they were to make a movie about your life, right? Who would you want to play Sean Karanja, and why? <clears throat> so if if my life was made like into a movie motion picture marvel universal motion studios pic- collabing oh. Lionsgate, <laughs> everything disney plus <laughs> peacock everything hulu <laughs> I, hear that. I hear that this guy um 
I'm I'm gonna quickly Google his name and you'll edit this so that it sounds like I knew him. Off, Will I? Off, okay. <laughs> off well, I got you. I got you though. I got you. Uh, um, his name is. Yes, yes, I found him. So his his name is. John David Washington. Aha. So 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 he So he is Denzel Washington's son. He's the guy who played the the protagonist in in the movie Tenet. Yeah, I was just about to so ask you where where you you saw him from. Right. Okay. Right. So so he played in like my my one of my favorite movies it's, it's called tenet um funny enough that's the that's the first and only place i've seen him act but you know i think that the character that he embodied there was you know i could really see myself being there but but also as an as an actor i just really found that he, you know he was quite great so um either that i don't i don't think will smith would do justice <laughs> not anymore i don't think <laughs> hey let's not go there hey um yeah because i mean obviously you know the actor has to be black uh so yeah no i i think i think i think um john david washington would do a good, a good mm. you guys just have to watch tenet to to get what i'm saying like he did such a good he did such a great job and i just think that that character is just so me so he'd naturally be the one to to play me in that movie so yeah shout shout, shout out shout out shout out to him shout out to him but if if my life was a movie nah, it would be it would be ridiculous man i i think it would be like thriller thriller plus comedy plus office uh, drama type of office drama tracking your entrepreneur life you know it would be like yeah also just like feel good you know like you just cry at the, you know like pursuit of happiness hey, have you guys yeah watched hey don't even hmm. you're gonna get me my feelings right now no but yeah, we should all make sure we live adventurously crazy successful lives so that we have a reason to make movies I th- we'll still make it either way and and fictionalize it is that like non-fiction is on that's not yeah like put some fantasy make me a demigod <laughs> but anyway 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 uh this has been a beautiful <laughs> this has been a beautiful episode guys it's it's been it's been lovely to have you guys back back on the show and there's a lot more coming we still haven't even started unpacking our summer and not just that but current events we are going to really take a spin and go crazy with how we want to run our founders episodes and you guys are in for an amazing treat if you haven't caught up with our episode with dr v malsha hey let me tell you guys future proofing your life is what you need to do and vimal has the blueprint vimal is the current chairman uh, of bitco africa and you would do well to to hop over there because the insight that he gave us we were in his boardroom we ended the episode and we kept talking for another 45 minutes this man knows his stuff 
And we have Sharon Guy, current general manager. Oh, Sean, I, I know Sean wanted to comment something on Vimal. No, I was just, just going to say, like, literally, we were in a boardroom. I think that's just such a huge milestone for us that Boardroom Banter recorded an episode in an executive boardroom where decisions that have impacted our economy at scale were made mad. Mad. We also have Sharon Guy, formerly at Alibaba Group. She's a current general manager at Patent. I actually use I use Sharon's um, story as an example in class today. We're talking about diversity in the workplace. And her story moving from China to Canada at a young age and now you know, just taking this path through discovering just who she is and what she is, right? Because all of these boxes that, you know, we're putting in society and her using that to empower herself and grow in the e-commerce industry is just absolutely insane, right? So you guys should definitely hop onto that. I'm going to let Yuri give you guys the takeaway, but we'll catch you guys on the next one. I was a local noisemaker, Boniface Omina. Sean? I've been your co-host in a rather refreshing trio episode, Founders Friday, where we've got everyone on board today. It's been my pleasure. I've been your co-host, Sean Karanja. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And if you've reached this far in the episode, it means that you are a real one. Remember, hashtag black leather, drop that mix. We need to hear some magic from DJ oh my God. Black Leather. So yeah, it, yeah, guys, it actually adds more pressure. <laughs> yeah, we put the pressure on him. So, but I'm generally motivated. Yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. awesome, guys. Mm-hmm. You've you've heard it from the man. He's committed to it, and yeah, I think we're all super excited about the work that each and every one of us is doing. And stay tuned to our Founders Friday episodes to keep track of the founders. Have yourselves a lovely, 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 lovely evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you are, whoever you are. Know that you are great and one day a movie is going to be made about your life. So start thinking, what kind of a character do I want to be? And when I'm asked which podcast defined my life, make sure it's Boardroom Banter on that list. (laughs) Have a great one, everyone, and thanks for tuning in.